Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 9. The Pride of Perks. Part 5. Bobby paused. That's all right, said Perks. Your ma's a born lady. We'll keep the little frocks and what not, Nell. Then there's the perambulator and the gooseberries and the sweets, said Bobby. They're from Mrs. Ransom. She said, I dare say Mr. Perks's children would like the sweets, and the perambulator was got for my Emmys first. It didn't live but six months, and she's never had but that one. I'd like Mrs. Perks to have it. It would be a help with her fine boy. I'd have given it before if I'd been sure she'd accept it from me. She told me to tell you, Bobby added, that it was her Emmy's little one's pram. I can't send that pram back, Bert, said Mrs. Perks firmly, and I won't, so don't you ask me. I'm not asking anything, said Perks gruffly. Then the shovel, said Bobby. Mr. James made it for you himself, and he said, Where is it? Oh, yes, here. He said, you tell Mr. Perks it's a pleasure to make a little trifle for a man as is so much respected. And then he said he wished he could shoe your children and his own children like they do the horses because, well, he knew what shoe leather was. James is a good enough chap, said Perks. Then the honey, said Bobby in haste, and the bootlaces. He said he respected a man that paid his way, and the butcher said the same. And the old turnpike woman said many was the time you'd lent her a hand with her garden when you were a lad and things like that come home to roost. I don't know what she meant. And everybody who gave anything said they liked you, and it was a very good idea of ours, and nobody said anything about charity or anything horrid like that, and the old gentleman gave Peter a gold pound for you and said you were a man who knew your work. And I thought you'd love to know how fond people are of you, and I was never so happy in my life. Goodbye. I hope you'll forgive us some day. She could say no more, and she turned to go. Eh, stop said Perks, still with his back to them. I take back every word I've said, contrary to what you'd wish. Nell, sit on the kettle. We'll take the things away if you're unhappy about them, said Peter. But I think everybody'll be most awfully disappointed, as well as us. I'm not unhappy about them, said Perks. I don't know, he said, suddenly wheeling the chair around and showing a very odd-looking, screwed-up face. I don't know as either I was better pleased. Not so much with the presents though they're an A1 collection. But the kind respect of our neighbors. That's worth having, eh, Nell? I think it's all worth having, said Mrs. Perks, and you've made a most ridiculous fuss about nothing, Bert, if you ask me. No, I ain't, said Perks firmly. If a man didn't respect himself, no one would do it for him. But everyone respects you, said Bobby. They all said so. I knew you'd like it when you really understood, said Phyllis brightly. You stayed at tea. Later on, Peter proposed Mr. Perks's health, and Mr. Perks proposed a toast, also honored in tea, and the toast was, May the garland of friendship be ever green, which was more poetical than anyone had ever expected from him. Jolly good little kids, those, said Mr. Perks to his wife as they went to bed. Oh, they're all right, bless their hearts, said his wife. It's you that's the aggravatingest old thing that ever was. I was ashamed of you, I tell you. You didn't need to me, old gal. I'll climb down handsome soon as I understood it wasn't charity. 
But charity's what I never did abide in, won't neither. All sorts of people were made happy by that birthday party. Mr. Perks and Mrs. Perks, and the little Perkses by all the nice things and by the kind thoughts of their neighbors, the three chimneys' children by the success, undoubted, though unexpectedly delayed, of their plan, and Mrs. Ransom every time she saw the fat Perks baby in the perambulator. Mrs. Perks made quite a round of visits to thank people for their kind birthday presents, and after each visit felt that she had a better friend than she had thought. Yes, said Perks reflectively. It's not so much what you does as what you means. That's what I say. Now, if it had been charity— Oh, drat charity, said Mrs. Perks. Nobody won't offer you charity, Bert. However much you was to want it, I lay, that was just friendliness, that was. When the clergyman called on Mrs. Perks, she told him all about it. It was friendliness, wasn't it, sir? said she. I think, said the clergyman, it was what is sometimes called loving-kindness. So you see it was all right in the end, but if one does that sort of thing, one has to be careful to do it in the right way. For, as Mr. Perks said, when he had time to think it over, it's not so much what you do as what you mean. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.